entrepreneurs and friends, how are you? Today we have a special guest, Jaime Gandara. Hello, everybody. And Bruce Villarreal. Hello, hello. And we're going to be talking about business structures and business taxes. So stay tuned and let's start. So, hey, Bruce, please tell us everything that we need to know, introduce our guest, and please let's start with this important uh, topic. Well, we're excited to have everybody join us today with the League of Business. Uh, we're going to be having some incredible information today about uh, legal business structures and also about business taxes. I think this is an important subject that we all need to be aware of, especially mm -hmm. because our group is full of entrepreneurs. Yes. And uh, so we have a special guest today, Mr. Jaime Gandara Jr. He is an enrolled agent, meaning that he's enrolled or uh, approved by the IRS. So pretty interesting. Yes. We're going to hear more about that. <laughs> His company name is J.E. JEG Advisors. So welcome, nice. Jaime Gandara. Welcome, Jaime. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> Thank you for coming. So let's kick this off. Yes. We have a lot of uh, questions for you, Jaime. And we've had the pleasure of meeting you in the past, so I'm excited to see you again and in person. And <laughs> yes, and that's amazing. You know, life is good. They connect us. Exactly. If <laughs> not today, tomorrow. Yeah, tell right. everybody El Paso is the biggest small town in the world. So yes, <laughs> yes. We all know each other and we see each other often. Yes, and you're always very nice with us when we visit your office as well. So thank you so much, thank Jaime. You. So that's nice. That's always a good lesson before we start. Be good to everyone because you just never know when you'll connect again. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah, so I think that's a very good lesson there. So Jaime, we're going to talk about number one about business structures. And I think it's important to know about different business structures. And I'm going to start with question number one. And you can interject and, you know, tell us um, your experience. And, and uh, we also have some questions um, from our audience that we're going to be answering uh, yes. throughout the conversation. But let's start with question number one. What is a sole proprietorship? How do taxes work? And how and who should register this type of business? So let's get this started, Jaime. Awesome. So yeah, sole proprietorship is going to be the most basic form of uh, having a business uh, as far as your, your legal infrastructure goes and your tax structure. Um, these those are those are two two terms that we're going to use often during our, our conversation today, legal entity and tax entity. So uh, sole proprietorship is basically an individual that is doing business all on their own. They're not incorporated, they're not registered with the state of Texas or any other states uh, mm -hmm. in the United States. And the taxes for that business are gonna, are gonna be uh, calculated directly on the individual tax return, which is a 1040. Uh, the form that's used in the, in the 1040 to, to, to basically tally up the, the net profits which, are, which get taxed are a Schedule C. And within Schedule C, you put in your total revenue, take all your deductions, and you end up with a net in with net income, and that's what gets taxed. But that's taxed twice, uh, which is something important that everybody should know. Okay. Because so you get self-employment tax and income tax on that. So oh. tax twice. Oh. Take notes on that one. Yes. So that th and that's because um, they're not protected with a corporation, right? Or it, it's not necessarily that they're not protected because you can be a, a, an LLC and still be a sole proprietor. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about that that difference in a few. I imagine. Very but good. Uh, the reason you do that is because you're not on a, you're not on payroll. You're not a, just like employees get W twos, they their Social Security and their Medicare gets taken out by their employer, and 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 sent over to, to the Treasury Department. For self employment self employed individuals, sole proprietors, uh, you pay that fifteen point three percent in its entirety, you and your business, and it gets sent over to the Treasury so that your Social Security and Medicare are taken care of. Wow, awesome. I like it. So you said uh, that. 
It gets like twice the tax because it's self-employed tax. And what's the other one? It's the income tax. So oh. everybody pays income tax right. to the IRS. Uh, well, most everybody, and depending on your on your income, on your taxable income. Huh. So um, if you do have if you do have a profit and then you have other income, of course that 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 goes into your your gross income, which is your adjusted gross income, and then you have, and that's how through the tax table, your taxes are determined, and that can range from. From six percent through through more than twelve percent. Do you uh, recommend this one? It's this recommended. It's <laughs> it's recommended for somebody that's somebody. If you've got a side hustle mm -hmm. where you don't you know you're not going to make a whole lot of money, mm -hmm. uh, maybe you might even be running at a loss for the first few years. Um, it's advisable because it's simple. Mm. Um, it doesn't require. It's not going to you know you you can have keep you know keep things simple in your bookkeeping, even do it yourself on your own, and uh, you know a tax you know most. I, as, as a tax preparer, don't necessarily charge people extra. If they, you know, if they show up with their books ready to go, mm -hmm. you prepare the return. I mean, there's nothing. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, so it's convenient. It's basic. Yes. Okay. For, for anybody who's starting off in a small business, right? A side hustle, as you said. Exactly. Yeah, it's a perfect place to start if, if you're interested in starting and getting. But if you plan to go big or expand or grow, obviously you're at risk if you stay as a sole proprietor, right? You can be at risk as far as legal is legal as, as far as your legal ramifications might go. Okay, mm, very good. So important. we're going to talk more about that. Um, so question number two is, uh, what is a partnership? How do taxes work? And who should register this type of business? All right, interestingly enough, partnerships can be even more complicated than corporations. <laughs> really? So pay yes. attention, guys. <laughs> it's complicated. Yes, because partnerships are are exactly that. It's just two individuals. It's And actually, put, th put this way, simple enough. It's like two sole proprietors doing business together. Uh, and the biggest difference between that and being a sole proprietor, an individual, is that you do have to file a, a, a specific uh, tax tax form at the end of the year for the business, for the partnership, which is Form 1065. Okay. Now, the partnership itself does not pay taxes. Um, 1065 is what's called an information return, which means it huh. only tells the IRS, this partnership made so much money, you know, revenue minus expenses, mm -hmm. net income, and then within that form, there's other there's specific forms that divvy up that that income according to percentage ownership of that partnership. Mm -hmm. Because you can have three people and have you know 30, 30, you know 30, 30, 33, 30, 30, 40, and you know each person is going to pay their taxes on on that on that what they made on income. what they made in that par partnership. Huh. Then here comes the complicated part: is that you can be a passive or non-passive partner. That determines what the individual pays on their personal taxes from that income out of that partnership. Whoa. And so if yeah. you're doing more uh, work than I do, <laughs> can, I, can we declare the same? <laughs> <laughs> and, that, yeah, and that can change. Uh, that, can def that can definitely change. I have worked with businesses where the percentages are varying throughout you know, each wow. year based on, based on I, you know, internal situations. You know, everybody can be different. Wow. Really? Yeah. So if you have a partner, what would you recommend? Going LLC instead of partnership? Um, not necessarily. So an, a partnership can be an LLC. So we go back oh. to, to, the, to the different, what I mentioned about legal entities and, and tax entities. Okay. And uh, a partnership, uh, which is a 1065, is does not have to be registered with the state of Texas. Oh, uh, it can, okay. but it doesn't have to. Okay. Uh, but an LLC does because that's the legal, that's the legal structure there. Oh, awesome. That's okay. Interesting. So that's why um, we, we do need um, ad advice and, you know, counsel in these <laughs> topics because obviously it already sounds like whoa yeah. very lots of turns and twists there yes. right and then how about if we go into some of the questions that were sent in by 
yes, uh, our actually, audience? Yeah, we have well, we have many. We have like eight uh, questions right now. But the first one is: Do all businesses get taxed differently? Which I, I mean, I, I can assume the answer, but I want you to answer it. <laughs> so that you know, we go back, and that's just how we've been talking about different different structures. Uh, yes, they do. Like like I mentioned before, a partnership uh, with the IRS, you know, reporting to the IRS. Uh, does not pay taxes. It's the individuals that own the partnership that will pay those taxes. So mm -hmm. that's where that goes. A uh, similar situation goes with a sole proprietorship that we mentioned uh, where you've got self-employment taxes on top of individual taxes, but once again, the business does not do that. So um, as far as maybe, you know, and the question is actually pretty broad, uh, you know, what type of business, you know, the industry and whatnot, yes, right. that can that can, that can can apply because... Um, then we're going to talk about local taxes in this case huh. because some businesses need to charge taxes, so a sales tax, and others don't. And then if you're an LLC, uh, you're, you're going to pay franchise taxes to the state of Texas because you register with them. Not always. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a ground on that. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And then uh, locally, of course, if, you, um, if you're registered, you're going to pay uh, property taxes. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you own real, and that, that's not only if you own real estate, <laughs> that's right. for pro personal property as well. So, yes. yeah, so wow. you, you've got inventory, you know, the, the, you know, they, you have to give them a rendering of what you own as far as everything from office furniture to, right. you know, so to vehicles and whatnot. Like the podcast system that we yes. bought. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So all that goes and you We're give them a rendering it. of market value and they charge you taxes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh my yeah. I saw that. I remember <laughs> that that happened once they came into my office and. We're going to charge you this and based on what? That's already yeah. paid for. Yeah. And you pay it yearly. In other words, you're yeah. going to pay taxes on your furniture and all your supplies. Like, wow, yeah. that's pretty crazy. And then we go back. So that's where accountants come in and you do a depreciation because everything does depreciate. Right. You know, so, right. yeah, that's you buy true. something for 100 and five years later, it's not worth $100. Um, another way to avoid that, of course, is uh, something that happens very often is leasing. Mm -hmm. So if you're leasing furniture, if you're leasing equipment that doesn't belong to you, if they come in and attempt to do a rendering, you show them lease agreements. And you let them know it doesn't. So that's why time. people do leasing then. That's where leases come in, ah. and you're able wow. to write it off every year. Interesting tip there, guys. So yeah. leasing is a very good option. <laughs> wow, yes, yeah. love it. Leasing We're learning a lot right here. Yes, <laughs> very good. Um, I also have this question. It says, "How can we maximize our profits while paying less taxes?" People always say you have to have more deductions, but well, yeah, but then we show less income. So is there a happy uh, medium that we can find? That that happy medium is extremely difficult to find because it depends on what your means, what what the ends are to right. these means. Uh, you know, for so let's talk about sole proprietors. They might want a higher income. Why? Because if they want to buy, if that's their only f source of income, um, they're approaching a bank about buying a house, buying a car, whatnot. The bank is going to look at that tax return and say, "Well, you're not making any money. Mm -hmm. How are we going to lend you? How are we going to give you a loan?" Right. So that's a situation that has to be explained. As accountants, we come in, and of course, we try to. You know, bankers aren't, aren't you know, they're not accountants, mm -hmm. so <laughs> we have God. to explain certain <laughs> things to them a lot of times. Because, let's say you buy a vehicle for your business, a vehicle was fifty thousand dollars, you wrote it off. It was over six thousand pounds, you wrote it off in the same year. So that means that, and you have your negative thirty thousand dollars. That doesn't mean that your company spent mm. fifty thousand dollars or that it's short thirty thousand dollars in cash, mm -hmm. or in any situation. That just means that for tax reasons you were at a loss. So um, there's really, not, like I said, that's just one example. And we, it's a topic that we can go into deeply, but um, you want to have, we go back to the, the use of deductions, and you want to have deductions that are 
beneficial to you. One of the biggest, uh, the best advice that I can give individuals like this who want to use deductions that are, that are, I guess we can call them happy deductions, <laughs> is uh, retirement. That's something that all of us have to get ready for. And depending on the structure of your business, there's different retirement plans that you can that you can uh, that you can jump into, and become those. You know, your, your contributions to those uh, are deductible to your business in many cases. Uh, by any chance, are you licensed and promoting specific products for that as well, or no? Uh, no, I'm not a broker for for any for any you know for any sort of retirement. I do work with with a couple of companies, one locally and one nationally. Uh, that we re- that we usually recommend our clients to as far as getting that done. Very good. We need an appointment. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Happy deductions. Um, I like that one. That's yes. a good term. Uh, we have more, but I want uh, Bruce to keep on. So and let's then continue. I'll read the rest. Thank you so much, Mr. Arlet. So mm-hmm. we're going to continue with um, with a guide here. The next one is what what are corporations? How do taxes work? And who should register this type of business? Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Great. You know, corporations. Uh, what a corporation is is we go back. It's a legal entity, uh, and. Uh, what that means is that it's who who your business is, uh, according to to your local laws, usually your state laws, because that's who registers. That's who you register with. In the state of Texas, it's through the Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, super simple with us with as far as getting registered. You you know you can you go to somebody like us. We help you out, and you know we get you. We've got you know online access to the Secretary of State. We you know do our thing. And they go ahead and send certificates over. Uh, we pay your filing fees and whatnot, and then you're you're a corporation, LLC, or a corporation now. And we'll go back. There's another type of structure which is a limited liability partnership, mm-hmm. which we go back, and that's also that's also a type of corporate structure because it provides what's called a veil, a corporate veil. That's a very common term, corporate veil. Mm-hmm. So having uh, any type of corporate structure, incorporated uh, LLC or LLP basically allows you to run your business uh, apart from yourself as an individual, which means the actions that your business, uh, you know, performs through day-to-day, if uh, the liability that's associated with those, if it ever comes up, can be separate from the individuals and basically protect the owners from any actions that the business might take in any any sort of liability situations. Right. Um, It's not a... it's, it's, It sounds... It's better than it sounds, <laughs> because because of the, the because the you know for example loan companies, the IRS and whatnot they still require personal guarantees. Yes. Ouch. So <laughs> yeah. So what that means you go to a bank you get a bus- you get a loan for your business, when you sign it more than likely you're personally guaranteeing, the the payment of that loan. So in that case you're good. Now, uh, another situation and and with JG Advisors we've got a couple of lawyers so. Um, I've been around it. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not. I can't give legal <laughs> advice. But yeah. um, situations where we've seen that that it protects individuals is going to be, for example, in bankruptcy. You know, that's a horrible thing to think about, but it's something and there's that's a necessary evil once in a while. And being incorporated definitely protects the individual in such cases. Mm-hmm. And depending on the industry you're working with, uh, liability involving s- some personal injury, um, or if you get sued, if, if you sell a product and somebody decides to sue you because if it's food and you got sick and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the, 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 the LLC and the corporate structure also protects the individual or individuals within that business. Now, something very important about that with legally is that you have to have uh, a corporate structure. So that means you've got to have, uh, have bylaws and then you've got to have uh, you know, written methods of this is how we do business. If uh, we, this is the structure, we've got managers or no 
we've got members who are managers or we don't boards and all that all that good stuff all the and you have to have them like for let's say um is this just for um corporations s corporations and LLCs or just corporations? So corporations and LLCs. Corporations and LLCs are synonymous. So it's oh almost okay. one and the same thing. Got it. Um, LLCs and, and of course, you know, S corporations. That's a tax entity, and we'll you know we'll talk about that in, in a few minutes. But um, yeah, what you, you need to have the bylaws and all these uh, things that you just said, right? Because I am an LLC and I don't have it. So yeah. I'm kind of. So we have to create <laughs> the bylaws, or is, is there like a? Well, you can get templates. There's bylaws. Okay. I mean, they can be super simple. For an individual, for for for, for Alet, she's an LLC. Mm -hmm. She can, you know, very simple bylaws. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, she's a member, she's a manager, she's calling the shots every day. So, there had that we yeah, don't have is. to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> you don't have to have a structure that says, okay, so this is how we make decisions in our business. If it's more than one individual, mm -hmm. uh, and then you create minutes, and then you establish, all right, what what requires a bo a, a meeting of all the partners or the board. Mm, and I you thought have that only was for um, for nonprofits. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's 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 for companies it's as for well. businesses as well. It's the real, it's the real thing. thing. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. See, we have a you lot to friends? learn here. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of times, it, it depending, you know, banks. If uh, it, we go back to the loan situation, if oh, you've got multiple members and even one member, there are banks that want to see that you have uh, that you have operating agreements, mm -hmm. which is basically that they want they want to know and they want to see that you've got everything in black and white and on paper and. Yes, I'll download a, a copy from Google today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's, yeah, it's not a bad idea. And we go back. I mean, uh, you definitely. It's yeah, it's it's. Uh, there are templates that you can find. I mean, online. It's not. Mm -hmm. But you want to find anything specific to your state. That's right. what's important because okay. each state treats uh, treats those situations differently. That's why. That's okay. why we need to consult with experts like yourself. Because when we start talking about all this, like, oh my God, this is a lot. <laughs> you need an appointment. Well, as well? yes, totally. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. But um, this is great. It's a great conversation. And the last question that I'll make before we jump into um, our audience questions again is what are S corporations, how do taxes work, and who should register this type of business? Awesome, yeah, great question. And S corporations, like, like we said, a lot of times uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, when I talk to a lot of my clients, uh, they, they think that an S corporation and an LLC are two different things, and they're not. Uh, an LLC can become an S corporation. And uh, what S corporations are is the subchapter S way back when was you know, put in place by the IRS, and they allow uh, individuals to to have to have that corporate structure and to have their own tax return uh, without without having to pay corporate taxes, which are usually higher. Corporate taxes are right now currently are twenty percent, wow. and uh, that's if you're what's called a C corporation, mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty much the top of the totem pole as far as tax entities go. You know, that's. You know all the all the all the big stuff that we see are C corporations for the most part with the IRS, and what what this does, what the S corporation does, is it allows the same way that we pass uh, in partnerships that we pass the taxes on to its members. The S corporation does the same thing, mm -hmm. so you can have multiple members in an S corp, and then the percentage goes on and and and, and gets split up amongst amongst the partners. But here's the nice thing about the S corp: it can be one member as well. But here's the trick with, with S-Corps, and it's a very important rule that, that, that business owners need to understand, is that you have to, the, the all members, all active members, and we they're called non-passive, as we mentioned, as a term we've mentioned before, and we'll talk about that. Non-passive members need to be on the payroll. Oh, okay. So remember how we talked about uh, self-employment taxes on sole proprietorships? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the IRS, and this, this is a rule that, that came up after they created S-Corps, 
they said they, they, they caught on and they're like, oh, all these guys are making a lot of money and paying less taxes and not contributing into the Social Security and Medicare oh, program. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. So then they required S-Corps to have all members, all, all active members on, on a reasonable wages. That's what they call and that's tricky. Reasonable even wages are difficult to determine. Wage, so you don't pay taxes or as much taxes? Yeah. Well, then see, that's where that's where it's tough to determine reasonable wages because you know your your, your business you, you, that's that's based on you know your bill. You can't you can't have your business running cash hungry just to mm -hmm. pay yourself just to put yourself on the payroll. Of course. So even if you pay yourself a little bit, you have to pay yourself, right? Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, we so we go into into the accounting aspect of it, not necessarily the tax aspect. Mm -hmm. Is that if 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 we run you know went with my clients that are S corps and sometimes we're running into a situation where okay they can't pay themselves we still run the payroll and all we do is grab their pay their net their net pay and throw it back into the company as a contribution and oh increasing okay. their investments okay so basically all they paid as far as cash you know they're if they're cash strapped the only amount of money that they that they paid for that payroll for themselves was their taxes, Social Security and Medicare, mm -hmm. that went over to the team. That's good to know, because yeah. you know, I, I don't pay myself, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I mean, everything that is uh, that comes for the business is just stays in the business to invest in the business. Yeah. So I'm not on, on my own payroll. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get paid. Mr. Yeah. is going to get paid. Yeah. Exactly. And that's Probably. and going back to, yeah, and exactly to that, as far as going back to how the taxes work and who should regi register as, a, as, a, as, an, uh, as an S Corp. Mm-hmm. My recommendation is usually the, 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 that you graduate mm -hmm. into being an S corp, meaning uh, that you once your business can 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 uh, can sustain paying you or paying other members, mm -hmm. <coughs> then you say, all right, let's let's become an S corp now. Nice, okay. And so I have two personal questions, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, one question that I've heard is, for example, if you want to transfer money to your children, you establish a corporation. You can register them as either your employees and you mm -hmm. can kind of pay them a salary instead of just giving them money outside or like like if you're contributing or giving money to them. Is it what what um, structure would be good to to do such a um, s some kind of thing like what I'm mentioning right yeah. there? Yeah. So to do that, you don't necessarily need any any specific structure because as a as a sole proprietor, you can have some you can have payroll and as an escort, all, all the structures allow you to have uh, to, to use the payroll system. Okay, so it doesn't matter. You don't need to have a corporation to do that. No, no. Okay. Adding children to the business. Huh? That, yeah. that's a good. That's a good. That's a good. Then tip. it's individual. Then you just have to watch out and not pay them too much, because then, because right. then you're, you're paying taxes on their wages as well. So on then, your personal. So then, that's where I think a corporation would be important, right? I see corporation. Yes and no, but because remember, they're going to get a W two, as well. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that the. What would be the smarter thing to do then? Give it as a sole proprietor <laughs> and pay them as a payroll. Either or, either or doesn't doesn't make a difference. Okay. So it's on the individual. It's on your individual return mm -hmm. for your when you because you've got to put your kids' income on your on your own return. Okay. So, but it depends, or they make depending on their age as well. They make their own tax return, and basically we there we don't want them to pay taxes. You don't want to pay taxes on their wages. So you keep it at a level where it where they're not going to be below their standard deduction. Correct. So that they have zero taxable wages. Okay. But so this is this is a good way to get. Um, well, I mean, this is interesting. Um, something we have to kind of like create and craft, and yes. right. It so requires, yeah, it requires quite a bit of involvement. Yes. With your tax preparer or your accountant. Okay. And, good. and creativity. Yes. Yeah. Get creative. <laughs> that's the word. Creative. The second question I have um, is, for example, you know, they talk about business credit, also about banking on yourself. I'm sure you've heard the term banking on yourself, mm -hmm. where they use insurance policies. Where I've heard that people have corporations, and uh, they recycle their money through the. Um, their insurance policies, they, they take out loans, they get paid 
they have to pay interest and the corporation pays the interest mm -hmm. on those um, loans that they're pretty much recycling money they pay themselves a dividend so what any any advice on that um it's it's difficult to give specific advice on those situations because it depends on how those policies are being treated mm -hmm. and you mentioned dividends and the dividends whether you you know and where what you're getting paid what you're receiving the money you're getting back because if it's your own money that you're receiving and you're you're you you know in other words you shouldn't you're not going to pay taxes you don't have to their double taxation is not required um, but it's but there I've seen cases where people are taxed twice because of bad bookkeeping <laughs> because they're not keeping track of that cash they're receiving and it accidentally gets stuck in your stu <laughs> plugged into your revenues and that's where we have to invest in someone like yourself so we have the proper advice so that we Definitely. don't make those mistakes that we end up losing more money right the advice and keeping good track yeah because uh, you know, there's clients that I had that, that I have for taxes that where I don't prepare their books, somebody else does. So we I rely heavily on, on, on the work that somebody else does. So you wanna you wanna if you're doing your own books, um, if you need if you need any help, there's lots of resources out there. You know, and if not, you can help us with that as well. And if not, we can we can definitely help you out. Very oh good. Cool. So, so let's go to the question, like Mr. Yes, Thank you so we much. have one question here. It says, can you change a registered LLC business or add-on services? For example, you start as a gym, but then add on a retail store. Would you need to uh, get a DBA for the store, or can you go back and add retail to the already registered account? So this is, and, and this is an interesting question because it all in this in this specific case where you've got a gym mm -hmm. and you want to have a retail store, there's really nothing keeping you from 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 doing having the LLC being a parent mm -hmm. of both. And it's an interesting topic because we can delve super deep into all the you know all the different possibilities that can that can exist uh, from regarding a situation such as this and having a second business under the same LLC. But for the most part, you can, and it does not require anything special mm -hmm. uh, with the IRS with the state of Texas. Then you're probably going to run into not necessarily not any trouble, but run into requirements as far as sales tax goes. Um, so in this case, it would be recommended to have a DBA that is going to belong to the LLC. Oh, okay. And and because you want to run that business separate from your gym, in this case, you're going to approach the, the, the Texas Comptroller and let them know I need a new uh, sales tax ID so that, so that you're keeping both of those entities separate from each other as far as the state of Texas is concerned. For example, since there is the legal, okay, the legal of business is an LLC, mm -hmm. and then we have gentlemen of business and ladies of business. So you would suggest me to get uh, a DBA for the ladies of business, and then the DBA for the gentlemen of business, and that way I can keep them like all together. Yeah, you can uh, keep it. You can keep right? it under one. Yeah, under the umbrella and of the legal business. Yeah, and mm -hmm. yeah, and for management purposes, then you can go to the bank and have two bank accounts. Right. And you can track, and then you know you can see. Then it makes bookkeeping easier because you've got. Right. Bank statement for one, bank statement for, and, for and the other. And see what which um, club S makes more. See who's doing better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The no, pressure's the boys, on. Boy, yeah. <laughs> the pressure's on. Come on, guys, let's up those memberships. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's do it, baby. I'm sorry, Bruce, but my money's on our lit. Yeah, yeah. Let's pay double. I'm gonna do double memberships. <laughs> I know, right? I'm sorry, man. Inflation. Inflation. There's another one that says, uh, "What types of licenses are needed for a retail store?" So no, there's no necessarily no necessary licenses mm -hmm. that you need depending on what you're selling though. Okay. Um, so for example, if you're selling, uh, well, there's an example here. Let me read it. It says okay. um, licenses. What 
what licenses are needed for a therapist's office? I think she's meaning that. Uh, okay. Besides the therapist's license, of course. Uh, so none, because therapy is not, char is not uh, there's no sales tax on, oh, on such services. See, that's important. Hello. So there are th the professional licenses that they need with the state of Texas uh, would be, would is all that they have, you know, that's necessary right. as far okay. as taxes go. So maybe you would need licenses if you're selling food, let's say, or alcohol? Yeah, if you're yeah, yeah, definitely. Those Clothing. are, yeah, food and alcohol are Clothing. big. Clothing, not no. you don't you don't need you don't need any licenses for okay. that unless you're, and then we go back unless it's therapeutic of any you know some sort of as far as medical purposes mm -hmm. there might you know the state of Texas might require, uh, so you know in those in those cases but yeah. other than that there's you know very few licenses except you know for health, um, alcohol, tobacco, uh, and most of the and actually CBD products I have a client that's over in really? Dallas <laughs> yeah if you're manufacturing CBD products you actually run through through the gauntlet because you get inspected mm. um, and like you get I mean there's they go and pull samples and make sure there's not wow. too much THC in what <laughs> you're selling they're like so yeah that's really good stuff even if you use a drop of the CBD into a, let's say a, a cream right or a body lotion whatever yeah. imagine be careful guys <laughs> yeah. interesting so what's next here? Okay. Because I have so a bunch here. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> hear one more question before we yes. go into the next topic. It says, what are the benefits of taking medical insurance at a therapist's office? Or is it better to just be a private practice? And great question because I just came back from, from uh, advising a client in Santa Fe mm -hmm. uh, who's got home health care. And uh, it's a topic that we definitely discussed as far as the difference between insurance and, 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 and receiving money out of pot from your clients, in, in this case your patient's Mm -hmm. out of pocket um, I and we go I it's a management question because uh, if you're charging insurance companies y it's about 99% sure that you're going to get paid it's just a matter of time terms right. you know 30 60 days whatever whatever they may be mm -hmm. uh, and of course that check isn't going to bounce but if you're if you're going to charge your your patients and you know personally then there's that risk that presents itself you know when your client is going to pay you, whether they're going to pay you, how much they're going to pay you, and then so so it's definitely a risk that a lot of people who have accounts receivable mm -hmm. uh, have to go through. But that's probably the biggest the, the biggest like it's risk on your factor. own risk. Like yeah yeah <laughs> do it your own risk tomorrow. Right. Money, right. Yeah yeah exactly you know and or n more than more more like not today or tomorrow more of like for sure or not for sure. Wow. Huh. Yeah. And well the last question that I have here is. How much does a DBA run for once you already have the LLC registered? So once you got the LLC registered, uh, you don't uh, in the state of Texas you don't have to have a DBA. Okay. Um, it's not necessarily, but if you want it with the with the County of El Paso, it's a thirty dollar fee. Oh, perfect. And it's the one that re you register right here downtown, right? At the courthouse, Super correct? Easy. Yeah, it's yeah, like with the county clerk. So. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Sweet and simple. Yeah. yeah. Those are all my questions, you guys. Good job. <laughs> well, thank you, Ms. Arlene, and thank you, audience, for your questions. We're going to continue with topic number two, which is about business taxes. And this is going to get interesting, and I believe we're going to need, like, a, a couple of more um, sessions to, to go over this because this is gets really deep. But um, so let's – question number one is uh, what taxes do you pay on a business? All right. So uh, actually the very first, you know, then we, we mentioned it earlier was uh, our local taxes – um, we've got uh, property taxes, and then you know just to kind of put it into that same bubble, then we've got state taxes as well. Uh, we are you know we we've discussed sales taxes, and that's you know usually on a, on a, on an item that that you're selling. You're you're selling it to the end to the end user, uh, to the last customer. That's who this that's who the state of Texas wants sales tax all the time. 
Uh, and then from there, you've got, you mentioned franchise tax. Franchise tax is interesting because it's actually got a, uh, there's a, n not a cap, there's a, you know, you have to reach the ground on that. And the ground is, is, ri is right now for, for 2022 around $1.8 million wow. of gross revenue. And um, even then, so you're not necessarily paying taxes until you kind of reach that that level. So for most most businesses, it's not going to be a problem. It's not going to be franchise tax doesn't happen, but you still have to file the the zero return. Um, it's something very common uh, so that I that I that I that I see with you know a lot of my clients. They show up because they got a they got a, a nasty letter from the comptroller <laughs> saying that they've 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 uh, they've pretty much given their right to do business in the state of Texas because. Because mm. because they didn't do that zero return, it's called a public information report, and that's what they oh. require. Um, and a lot of times this happens because paperwork. When you create your LLC, when you create your corporation, uh, people have a a registered agent. Who and that's the first person that gets the letter from this from the state of Texas regarding that. So they probably didn't get something in the mail. So when you do register your your LLC or your corporation. Make sure that you're in touch with your registered agent. A lot of times, it's LegalZoom companies like that, and you know I'm, I'm you know I'm not, can't talk bad about them, but um, yeah, they're big companies, and a lot of times it's difficult to, to get a hold of them. Next are going to be, of course, uh, the IRS taxes, and as we've mentioned before, you've got uh, you've got S corporations that an S corporation does not pay the tax. It's the members of the S corporations that end up paying the tax, uh, proportion to the the, the percentage or percent ownership that they own within the S-Corp. Now, last are C-Corporations. Like we mentioned before, at the top of the totem pole, they pay their own taxes, and that's that's the 20%. C-Corporations, um, for the most part, here in El Paso, I recommend C-Corporations pretty much only to foreigners, uh, individuals, and usually, of course, from Mexico. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from Mexico who want to own a business uh, in El Paso. And uh, in that case... A good tip. Yeah, you don't have to have a social security number oh. to be a member of a C corporation. Then in that case, you would get what's called a individual taxpayer identification number. The IRS issues it. The ITN is it? ITIN, yeah. ITN. And the IRS issues it, and it works like a social security number only for the IRS for IRS purposes. And then of course, each member of the C corporation uh, has one of those, and that's how the IRS knows who owns it, who owns that company, who are the shareholders, and you know who. Who to look at? You know what, what, what the, the all the clarity and transparency that's required. Very good. That's yes. awesome. Like so, question number two is: How much does a small business have to make to file taxes? Uh, one dollar. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry you guys. guys. <laughs> 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 wah, wah, wah. One dollar. Get away with that. <laughs> okay. And I say one dollar because cents. thirty cents. Yeah. Hit it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no problem. And and yeah, and I only say one dollar because if if and actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. Uh, Fifty-one cents because on tax returns you always round everything up. Okay. Very so good. if you made fifty-one cents, that comes up it goes up to a dollar and you get taxed. Okay. And like we mentioned earlier, what that is though is not how much you made, how much you received as far as cash. You can make, you can have a hundred thousand dollars in sales and have zero income. Right. So it's what your net income is, which is your your revenue. Minus your deductible expenses, that that, and that's how you arrive at your taxable income. Mm. Very Question good. here: 
uh, do I have to charge taxes to my to my memberships? <laughs> I don't. To our members. But if I do, then you guys will receive a tax. Brent is very saying no, no, no. The, no. the sales tax, you know what? And, and, uh, and that varies according to the organization. And that's actually a topic that I'd, I'd have to research. Really? For huh. you, yeah. Interesting, you see. Because yeah, I've, I've investigated and some say yes, some say no. And I've, I, I've called... Um, Austin, really. Yeah. So as of right now, I am in the know. But hey, let's investigate twice. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we'll definitely look. Brenda at says no without consulting. Woo! Perfect. I won't, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so question number three is, do I file LLC and personal taxes together? So, yeah, so we go back. Yeah, not necessarily together. So your LLC, now, now like we mentioned earlier, your LLC is a legal entity. So your LLC can be a variety of different of different uh, taxable entities. It can be a sole proprietorship, in which case you pay self-employment taxes and income taxes on, on, on any money you made from your business. Um, and then that's a sole proprietorship. If it's an S-corp, then uh, a single member S-corp, then you have to have your, your wages so that the Social Security and Medicare gets paid. And that's why you don't pay self-employment taxes. And then if there's a profit after you've already paid yourself, then you pay taxes, but lower. You don't pay self-employment tax on that portion. It's huh. it's so you pay. That's why it's attractive because it's it's less money, right. less cash that goes to the IRS. But it's it, everybody toots the horn of S corporations, and they think, <laughs> oh yeah, you pay less. Well, you pay a little bit less, but you still pay. You know, they think you save yourself of self-employment taxes. No, you don't. They still go to the IRS. Mm-hmm. That's the fifteen point three percent still gets there one way or another. Mm. So as far as cash goes. You know, it's very similar as as far as cash goes. So that's why it's very important to have somebody, a professional, look at your finance, your 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 at your finances, at your company's books, to help you determine whether or not an S corp is is necessary. And then, last of course, is that an LLC can also be a C corporation with the IRS. Oh. So in that case, the LLC, you know, the the C corporation pays its own. And then, of course, in in those last two cases. Your personal taxes are, are separate from the business. That's good. I like that. And then the next <laughs> question is an important one. I think we all want to hear about that. It says, <laughs> how can business owners pay less taxes? We <laughs> all want to pay less taxes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we and, and, and we go back, like I mentioned earlier, happy taxes. Um, mm. You can pay you can pay less taxes, of course, by, by having good books, uh, <laughs> keeping good track of your finances and making sure that uh, what is deductible is being is being placed on that return, yeah. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of individuals that uh, that I've that I've worked with where uh, they don't realize that that certain things are are deductible or the or the or either fully deductible or partially deductible. Mm-hmm. One perfect example, and especially in the last since COVID, are going to be meals before uh, uh, you know and and you know without. Without, uh, I know that we're still in, in the election area, but <laughs> pre pre Trump era because the because those these laws were passed during uh, during his tra- tenure, uh, you had what was called meals and entertainment, which meant oh that yes, uh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it, there were some forms of entertainment that you could that you could write off, uh, namely of course you know alcohol. You were able to to deduct certain purchases mm-hmm. of alcohol. Of course, you know if you were audited the or examined, you had partners. to show. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but that went away. And now it's really? only meals. Yeah, now it's only meals. And uh, n- normally, before pre-COVID, uh, that was a fifty percent deduction mm-hmm. of, of of whatever whatever was purchased. Uh, but now, post-COVID, 
of course, to to as a as a as a way to stimulate the food and beverage industry, which suffered greatly due to COVID. Um, at currently, last year, 2021 and 2022, meals who the meals that are that are purchased on site mm-hmm. or uh, carried out are 100% deductible. Oh, oh that's how a good cool. one. So so you know they, you, you take your employees out. If you've got employees, you know. Right. Take them out to eat. You've got customers, clients. For the rights, uh, meals have lunch meetings. Have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lunch meetings. Yeah, you know. Cool. So it does make sense. Yeah, I love it. So next question is: What are the most overseen items that business owners should include on their taxes? Yeah, and that's a, you know that kind of ties into the other question. One thing that 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 uh, for for sole proprietors, business owners, small business owners, sole proprietors, like we said, you know, we mentioned side hustles earlier. They they don't have a brick and mortar office. You know, they might right. not be paying rents. So their home off that home office deduction, um, that's very that's very commonly overseen by both tax professionals. I've seen many many tax returns that don't have that that should have it, uh, and as well as people who might be doing their own taxes. You know, like we said, it's a side hustle. You might be using TurboTax. Um, TurboTax is pretty good. I've I've, <laughs> I've worked I've worked with Intuit. I'm I'm a former Intuit oh yeah, employee. I use the the self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it's pretty good, but it's still not as good as a as a as a good preparer mm-hmm. uh, who has experience. Uh, you can't always beat the program. I know. I think now they have TurboTax Live, where you can talk to it depending on what you buy. You can speak with a tax professional. Awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely that home office expense is big. And uh, one thing that's also that, that can be overseen is health insurance. If you're a sole proprietor and you're purchasing health insurance for yourself. Uh, there is there it is possible to deduct uh, that that expense um, for the business. Yes, hundred percent. That's awesome. So home office and health insurance, uh, so good deductions that to not overlook. Very good. Correct. And then the next question, and we're almost done uh, with our session. And, and I know we have there, there, this just more questions have come up. With <laughs> we'll have a second part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with yeah. All the information we got. Uh, the next one is: Do small businesses get a tax refund? Uh, not necessarily now, not normally. Uh, of course, COVID, COVID did produce uh, situations where they could, where they can. And um, the most important one was, of course, the ERTC, which stands for Employee Retention Tax Credits. And uh, that was literally, you know, that is literally, oh, if, if you kept your employees during COVID, um, the possibility back. exists to get quite a bit of money back, which is basically all the taxes that you might have paid. I heard of a customer got three hundred thousand dollars, another one got one point eight million dollars. Easy, yeah, <laughs> wow. easy. The last one that I just worked with and the last check that we just collected was actually for a nonprofit, and they received three hundred forty thousand uh, so dollars from you're the doing ERTC. You're yes, doing we do. We do ERTC. Awesome. Yes, awesome. it requires uh, the amendments of your nine forties, your nine forty one tax returns, which are the quarterly returns when you have employees that get sent to the IRS. You amend them to reflect. Um, super important though, if you got PPP, uh, that gets that reduces your your ERTC. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, if, if whether or not you didn't, you usually are going to get some money back from the IRS for ERTC. Love it. And then, how much uh, can my business make without paying taxes? So you know, kind of, we, we we go back, and that's uh, you know, the dollar. Yeah. Fifty one cents. Sorry, guys. dollar. Yeah, but we go back to to. <laughs> <laughs> Don't cry. Just. Few tears here and there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we, we go back to, to having, <laughs> yeah, you know, capital purchases. So capitalizing certain purchases, which would basically allow you. So one client, uh, you know, I won't, won't say names, but he's got a, a very a very nice coffee shop within within a mile of downtown. <laughs> and uh, 
you know, we're, we're, we're figuring, all right, how, how are we going to, you know, how do I need to spend $100,000 without spending $100,000? <laughs> so the way you do it is we go back to, to loans. So you buy equipment that requires a loan, and because of what's called Section 179, on a lot of that equipment, vehicles and whatnot, you're able to write off mm. the, the entire value what of you what spend? you purchased. Exactly. Wow. You didn't spend $100,000, but you went and borrowed from somebody to go and buy it, mm -hmm. and that, that, that item I is worth $100,000. So you put that on your tax return, and Voila. that that chops your net income for that year, and therefore you pay less taxes. That's awesome. So capitalizing, that's the term. That's the, the name of the game in this case. Capitalizing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Love the term. Okay, great. And we're on the last question. You want to hit the last question, Miss? Yes. Arlette? It's very similar to the one that I asked about the, the memberships because I think at the end it's the same. Do I have to pay tax for the subscriptions I sell? So it depends uh, because the you're not going to pay taxes, of course, on the federal. I mean, if you're ma no direct taxes on federal, of course, it goes into your revenue and you calculate your expenses to net income. So federal, not an issue. But with the state of Texas, it's going to deter. It's going to depend on what subscriptions you're selling. So, uh, you know, super simple. Let's say you're, you're, uh, you've got a wine club mm -hmm. and you subscribe to that wine club 30 bucks a month and you get a bottle of wine. Well, there's sales tax. Because I'm selling the wine. You're right? selling the wine, correct. You know, that's a subscription. But, but if, for example, for the, the club, the subscription is just, well, you're a member and yeah. good for you. <laughs> but I'm not yeah. giving you anything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then, then, then we go back and... and more than likely, like I said, I'll research it, but more than likely there <laughs> is no sales tax on that. She's not giving us anything. We got to do wah, 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 wah. We got to do wah, But if, she gives us a t-shirt, you know, so. <laughs> but she does give us. Oh, well, that's <laughs> the thing. I sell those things. If I would have given you guys uh, even a pencil with the name of the legal business yeah. with your subscription, then I am selling you the pencil, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, so I don't give you an <laughs> Yes, yeah, yes and no, but then we go back, and, and I think this is going to be in part two because I, I don't, it's something, a very uncommon uh, nonprofit title, okay? You can be a nonprofit I organization, know. but without being a 501c3. <gasps> there's a different one okay. called, uh, there's a 503c, and here you guys, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh at this one. <laughs> yes, please, let us have it. The NFL, the NFL is a nonprofit organization. Really? So that that nonprofit uh, designation is is reserved, and it's the the code mm -hmm. specifically says for professional football leagues. <gasps> the tax code says professional football leagues. So wow. And of course, then it says chambers of commerce, mm -hmm. uh, business groups, mm -hmm. you know, leagues and whatnot. There so you basically, you have that nonprofit, and then of course there's specific rules on you know all right how you operate, mm -hmm. but. You can be a nonprofit. If we can be as big as the NFL, then let's bring it right. on. Right, <laughs> and it's still yours because that's yeah. the main thing when it's uh, when when we're talking about a um, nonprofit is that at the end it's not yours. So uh, someone else is gonna come in and do your job, uh, whether you retire in twenty years or five years or one year. So five hundred three C nonprofit. That is amazing. Yeah. I I love that ab about the NFL. That's amazing. Wow, <laughs> I'm in shock. So like they say, the rules are made for the rich. And uh, so you want to be sophisticated. You want to be a sophisticated business owner, sophisticated person, you know, with our taxes. But, of course, this needs education. We need ed education. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that we're doing this yes. program, Arlette, because uh, <laughs> our audience need it. We need it. Definitely. And, uh, and we need to really get educated and sophisticated in all these areas so we can be ta having some, you know, other kind of conversations like that guy who says, oh, I, I need to get $100,000 without putting 100000 Wow, I love that. <laughs> yeah. that that's smart. That's smart. That's the way yes, to do business. Exactly. Definitely. And uh, so what I, wanna, I personally want to thank you um, 
Jaime, for you. you know all your input for today. I know we're gonna have we're gonna need a part two and three. Yes, but um, <laughs> you're awesome, and you know uh, you answered our questions, and I have more questions based on this. And Let's Arlette, do the I second part in Spanish. How's that? I think that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Parte dos. Sí. Parte dos. Dos. Yes. Translation of number one. <laughs> <laughs> Same question. Exactly. No, no, no. Estamos, ahí estamos puestos. Sí. So Arlette, si quieres cerrar el programa. Pero yes. gracias, Jaime. Gracias, well, Arlette. First Thank of all, Jaime, uh, Jaime, tell us about yourself. How can we reach you? Uh, what can you? What are your services? before we leave and thank you so much for being here and we will invite you again soon. Awesome, thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, we're uh, JEG Advisors. Uh, you, you can look us up online as well, jegep.com. Uh, we've got two accountants and two lawyers in the office. So nice. if anything ever comes up, we can usually pretty much handle everything. As I mentioned earlier, we've also got a network of professionals. If we can't help you, I'm absolutely positive that we can point you in the right direction. Awesome, thank Phone you number you wanna much. Yeah, definitely, 915-209-2950. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you all. Saludos a todos. Thanks for connecting all of our LOB bye members. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>